you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric B. Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And our brother Richard and Sweet Victory are on tap to help us navigate the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully we'll get around to some of your calls today. I I really was torn. Excuse me. I was really torn Mm -hmm. on what what I felt like we could talk about today Mm -hmm. uh, because there were a couple of things that really grabbed me in the headlines that I wanted to discuss and probably we're going to do a bit of both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you remember from like, for me, I saw the movie in college. So there may be some of our listeners who saw the movie maybe before their, their college years. I don't know, just depending on where you fall um, in the generations. But do you remember the movie princess bride? Yes. I remember the the (laughs) name of it. I never, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh my goodness. It was like a cult classic. I I hate to use that, but I guess it's okay. Um, It was like, you know, it was one of those things, you know, as Christians, there's not very much that you can watch at college and all get together, you know? Um, And then, you know, not feel like you need to repent or confess to your accountability partner. (laughs) Um, But I remember this and I, I I need to remember the details a little bit better because we didn't, I didn't watch it enough to really commit it to memory. I had some who everything was princess bride to them. But there was this one character in the movie who was always saying inconceivable, <laughs> inconceivable. Right. And, and then there was like the, um, there was like the swordsman guy, um, Inigo Montoya, I think is how you say his name. I can't remember. I'm going to get this wrong, but it's cause I'm old and college was over 20 years ago for me. And I feel like people who like are listening and you're like, well, it was even longer ago for me. I feel like you're like, wham, baby. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I don't remember things very well, but I try to. But do you remember there's one scene in the movie where um, they're climbing up this mountain and the guy who's always saying, you know, inconceivable, inconceivable, that the the swords guy, um, Inigo Montoya, I, I think I'm saying his name right. Anyway, uh, I'm getting close enough that you guys are, it's coming back to your mind, where uh, he cuts the rope. They're being chased up this mountain. He cuts the rope. And and then the guy says again, as as the other guy I think is falling, he says, it's inconceivable that that would happen. And and the guy says, you keep using that word. <laughs> and and he says, I do not think it means what you think that it means, you know, or something like that. I'm close. I'm close enough, guys. OK. And I feel like that's where we are in our culture as far as words are concerned. And so there's a new poll out that I think kind of or new survey out on the word woke that mm. I think will kind of speak to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, um, is it I, inconceivable? I, in, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, it is. It, yes. He didn't fall. Inconceivable. <laughs> you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Perfect. You came in. That was clutch. <clears throat> Thank you. Yes, that's that's exactly it. So everybody is kind of taking a trip down memory lane. But I was reading this, um, this, this, what is it, a study? Who did this study? I should know this. It was some poll. 
I don't. I, it may be Rasmussen. I'll have to double check and see where where I found this. But anyway, it was looking at um, whether or not Americans believe that wokeness is a positive term or a negative term or how people view the term wokeness. Mm. So I want to put that kind of on the back burner and I want to go back to that if we get some time. But I, I feel like the focus of what I want to talk about is what's happening with Arizona Christian University. Mm-hmm. Because I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that that really can't be overlooked uh, because I feel like it's a clear example. And we'll we'll give some background here, share a couple of stories and then update where the university is, at least as far as I've found most recent information. Yeah. But I think it's one of the clearest examples of what we are facing in our culture today and especially as it pertains to our public education system and the type of education that our kids are receiving. Now, it's one thing for us to be upset and to say that we believe that government education is seeking to indoctrinate our kids. And then it's one thing for us to say um, we think that Christian teachers need to infiltrate that school system and need to live upright lives and need to have influence over these kids as best they can. Um, of course, not violating anybody's rights, but being present, being salt and light. You know, right, we need right. to be diffused out into the culture. It's one thing for us to say that. But it's also something totally different to mm. have a tangible, I guess, um, <clears throat> presentation of the hostility that mm. exists in the government school system. Yeah. Where you could have your suspicions where you're like, I don't even think they want Christian teachers in our government education system. I know that there are teachers who have reached out to us, especially those who are part of the teachers unions mm-hmm. a- as Christians and who have said, um, my goodness, the things that are being pushed, the things that are going on, like we do not agree with these things. Right. So I know that there are faithful Christians who um, who have problems with what's going on in the schools. Right. Right. But those faithful Christians still show up every day and those yeah. teachers are doing their job and they are serving as ministers in the most practical of ways. They are very hands on with their kids. And this is happening all across this country. But when we reach the point where it is obvious that the Christian teachers are not welcomed. <laughs> now, let me say something. <clears throat> it's actually been obvious, in my opinion, for a while that the Christian teachers are not welcomed. But what's happening with Arizona Christian University shows it in a way that is glaring. And here's what I mean, because you can't just like Christian card a teacher, generally speaking, a teacher Mm -hmm. takes a position at a school. You can't just like ask that teacher to see his or her religious affiliation card, right? It's an obvious violation of civil rights. However, if you can turn off the spigot, that would be producing Christian teachers, right? That that those <laughs> teachers would be unwelcome in your school district. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you don't have to card them. Right. You just know point blank they're yeah. not coming into this school, okay? Right. Right. Which is what the Washington School District in Arizona actually did. So let me give you the background here. And this is really fascinating to watch. And I think we've got a couple of clips here that we'll play for you as well. So you yes. can hear the school board member by the way, I don't know if you'll be able to see video today, but she's actually wearing cat ears in <laughs> in as she yeah. sits on the school board. Like, yes, you know, crazy. OK, so cat <laughs> ears, full on septum nose ring, I think is what sep, sep, I think it's I don't know, whatever. It's the whole look. It's the whole like, you know, here, here, here I am. I'm I'm here for this. And the Christian teachers are not welcome. The Christian teachers 
make her feel unsafe. All right. I'm just this is background and then we're going to get into the meat of it. Okay, the Christian teachers, the potential of having Christian teachers in the schools in this district make this school board member feel unsafe. She's not the only one because uh, I want to say it was a unanimous vote to discontinue the relationship uh, between this school district and Arizona Christian University. But she gets to show up to a school board meeting, you know, wearing cat ears, okay? And everybody else is supposed to be safe. Like, what what if I said you coming in a costume to what is supposed to be official business makes me unsafe. <laughs> I feel I I don't know that, that you're sane. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. I don't I don't know if you are in your right mind. But of course, in this particular context as I talk about it, for me to say that, okay, I take myself out of my protected class. If I stay in my place. Now, if I stay in my place as a black woman and um obsess over being oppressed. Mhm then I'm protected right? and I get to freely move about the country and everybody will celebrate me. Right. But if I take myself from under that covering, that protection of oppression. Okay. And then I say you wearing the cat ears. Okay. As a, as a (laughs) wild member of the LGBTQ plus community Mm -hmm. and showing up for business, you know, with the cat ears and everything, I just can't stress that enough. You make me unsafe. If I say that, then I am I am actually working against the quote unquote oppressed community. So then I lose my protections. All right. I lose my protections and then I'm seen as hateful. Yeah. All right. Let me get into the thick of this story and uh, and then we'll talk about it. So today's topic, by the way, is inconceivable, inconceivable <laughs> wokeness. OK, inconceivable wokeness, which, by the way, I have to admit to you, I thought we had exhausted the use of the term. I thought we were over it, but it it turns out that we're not. So we're going to keep talking about it. All right. So here's the story here. This is from uh, Fox News Digital, an Arizona school board member. And and this is, well, this is from uh, a week and a half ago. So here we go. An Arizona school board member wearing cat ears during a meeting said she would oppose having a contract with a Christian university over the religious and biblical beliefs they espouse. Okay. The Washington Elementary School District, which serves students in the Phoenix and Glendale areas, had an ongoing contract for like over 10 years, okay, Mm. with Arizona Christian University, enabling their students and teachers to be placed in its school for field experience. The contract opened up opportunities for recruitment and hiring. This story says five years. I read another article that said it's 10 years that Arizona Christian had been working with the school district. On February 23rd, the board agreed on a motion to dissolve the partnership with Arizona Christian University. Now, we're going to play a couple of clips here for you, and I know that we're going to be moving to break. So, Will the Great, you let me know if we have time. Do we have time to get into one clip? Yes, I believe so. Okay, let's run clip one real quick, and then okay. we'll come back on the other side and do clip two. Here we go. We are now on item D, which is the approved uh, renewal agreement with the Arizona Christian University for student teachers. And I will turn it over to Ms. Venezuela. Thank you, President Whaley. Um, so I was really disheartened when I saw this renewal. Um, I have taken the time to take a look at this school, um, which is Arizona Christian University. Um, while I fullheartedly believe in religious freedom and people being able to practice whatever faith that they have, 
I had some very concerned concerns regarding looking at this particular institution. And I think it's a really good time for us to take a moment and really pause about where our values lie. And while I understand we are currently in a situation across the nation that we have a teacher shortage and recruiting and getting teachers that are willing to teach because as we just heard, it is really difficult to teach in this climate. It is really difficult to teach in this economy. My concerns though, are our values. And if this institution is value aligned with Washington Elementary School District. And going directly from their website, okay, I'm gonna start with our values first. Our vision in Washington Elementary School District is committed to achieving excellence for every child, every day, every opportunity. Every child. When I go to Arizona Christian University's website, and I'm taking this directly from their website, above all else, be committed to Jesus Christ, accomplishing his will and advancing his kingdom on earth as in heaven. Part of their values is influence, engage, and transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman. Okay, so that is the voice of Tamilia Valenzuela. Valenzuela. And when we get back on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about my concerned concerns because I do have some concerned concerns. We're going to talk about how this woman describes herself. Um, and again, as a member of the Washington elementary school district. We, this is, this is one of those walls, right? This is one of those walls where you are now permitted to see what's on the other side of it. You're actually allowed to see the thought process behind what we value and what we don't value. And um, I would, I would venture to say that this is not an exception to what we see happening in government schools all across this country. I believe that this is the rule. I really do. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. All in that I ain't bluffing and I ain't flexing. I'm turning up. They pulverized, they brutalized, they crucified them, they strung them up. He resurrected, I rose with them. That great commission, I go get them. I'm so fishing, I'm so Christian. I still believe God can sober up. Any, anybody's body, seeing, seeing, problem, problem. Holy, holy spirit, spirit, gospel, gospel, gospel. We just, we just gotta, gotta be all, all in. It worked back then with Paul and I'm going to speak to the script. I'm all in. Go. Yes, we got to be all in. Welcome back. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Flame and KB with all in. Inconceivable wokeness. Inconceivable wokeness. Maybe in this case, maybe in this case, I'm using it um, properly, that word. Maybe it does mean what I think that it means. Um, but we are looking at the clear demonstration of 
where we are as far as our government schools are concerned Mm -hmm. and as far as the goals and objectives, the ideals, like what is valued in our government schools today. And we often talk about this and and we get all kinds of questions and, 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 and assertions, too, by the way, where people are saying, you know, hey, that's not happening in my school. But I think what we're talking about today as we look at the Washington Elementary School District and it's cutting ties with Arizona Christian University. By the way, here's the background. So Arizona Christian University had a relationship with the Washington Elementary School District, which serves students in Phoenix and Glendale, those areas. Um, and I read another article. I want to say that it's the largest school district in Arizona. And I'll, I'll double check that just to make sure. Mm. But um the school district had a meeting on February 23rd where a woman wearing cat ears who, by the way, we, we played the clip and, and you, you got to hear her communicating her concerns over this partnership that the school district has or had now with Arizona uh, Christian, Christian University. Christian University. <laughs> I mean, like as if they just sprang that on right. them all of a sudden, you know, it's like they went through a name change and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? But no, what I, I, I really do believe that what this shows me is that we live in a culture that is emboldened against Christians in radical ways. Like, yes, all of the ways that we've previous, previously understood, mm-hmm. but also in those radical ways that we thought, well, surely they wouldn't be that overt. So as to say, if you believe this, then you cannot work here in a public sphere, but yeah. they are saying, yeah, that's exactly what we believe. If you believe this, then you cannot work and here. It's will not continue to say that and believe that in rabid more ways. More. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. With, without a doubt, without a question, if I'm going to say this, they will continue to do that. If, um, organizations, if schools, if business businesses like what Arizona Christian university is doing now, uh, filing a lawsuit. So if the Christians keep silent, if the Christians say, oh, man, what what can we do? We are powerless. Mm-hmm. Then they will continue to push. Because interestingly enough, let me just say this. So this whole movement, and we've talked about this before when we've looked at their um, their literature after the ball that, that revealed the plan, right? Interestingly enough, they invited faithful Christians. And I want to – I'll do I'll do a couple categories here. Okay. okay. So they invited faithful Christians with tender hearts – Right. To believe (laughs) that they were uh, protecting the marginalized. Mm. Okay, And so that's how you build a lot of momentum. They invited the weak minded to a type of cognitive dissonance where they would say, well, I I I am entertained by the homosexuals. (laughs) I enjoy that content. Mm. So how then can I reconcile that to a biblical prohibition against such practices and identities, by the way? They didn't say that in the 90s because it wasn't a thing yet. So now I would just add that. Yeah. Identities. Okay. Because it was all practice. It was all practice. But now we've advanced. And so it's now connected to identities as well. But here's the thing. So you begin to build a coalition, which is what they did, you know, wrote the complete playbook and published it and disseminated it, took it out of print. Why? Because they succeeded. Okay. And what was in the playbook that you would build a coalition of people who empathize you would build a coalition of people who saw themselves as valiantly protecting the the weak among mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is why you also in the schools and everywhere else, you saw the rise of the use of the word bully, right? Yeah. So that the bullies needed to be stopped. And it's interesting because after gaining the strength of numbers, that includes Christians, by the way, it includes Christians standing up and saying, we shouldn't bully people. We need a day of silence. We're going to put tape on our mouths as well. 
Okay. Uh, so you build, you build the strength, you build the momentum, you get all the people involved. And then you take all of that strength and you take all of that momentum and you take all of that promotion and all of that presence that people who think they're helping you build for you. And then you turn on them. Yeah. You take all of that. <laughs> you t- and then you wow. turn. It is, it is the Frankenstein mm. of what people wrongly believed were like good things, which I always say this and I want to come back to it again. We never have to find ourselves in this position if we just stick to the script, right? Like, so, so you never have to find yourself running from your, it's alive. <laughs> it's alive. Like, this, this is what has happened to us in culture as Christians. Why? Because we believed that we could pursue a better avenue than what was already laid out for us, carved out for us in the scriptures. That, that what God says is true. And there's no scientific discovery. There's, no, there's not going to be a social advancement that is going to reduce the efficacy and the reliability of God's word. And yet some Christians chose that path. Some well-meaning Christian teachers thought, well, you know, I don't agree with this, but I, I do believe that we need to teach these perspectives to our kids. We need to teach these perspectives. And this woman, by the way, the clip that you heard before the, the break, um, Tamilia Valenzuela. Incidentally, this is how she describes herself. Okay. As a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer black Latina who loves who loves a good hot wing, but only with the right ranch and things that sparkle. Can I say that I feel unsafe by that? I feel (laughs) unsafe by that description serving on a school board that serves children. I mean, what exactly is that? What is neurodivergent? Yeah. No. Can somebody, I just want to know. So divergent so, in the brain, in the mind. I, like what, what? I mean, like we could, we could just, <laughs> we could play around with it. You could try to make it make sense. I don't, I don't really know. But, my, but here's the thing, though. She and other members of the Washington Elementary School Board have a problem funneling Christian teachers into this school district. So the student teachers that come from Arizona Christian University are not welcomed Mm. because it is in direct contradiction to what they value in the school district. Now, here's the thing. And and I wrote this down because, you know, when she she's talking on the school board or sitting on the school board and she's talking at the meeting and she says, you know, we have to consider, you know, who's going to be value aligned with us. And it's another one of those. I don't think that word means (laughs) what you think it means. So this word values. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Like this, this, this idea of, you know, having something that is worth protecting. So for Miss Valenzuela, Miss Valenzuela, it is everything that is um, outside of the grid, I think is what you would say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we go on, do we, do we have a second clip? Cause she kind of continues with her great concern about having these, you know, student teachers mm-hmm. be funneled into the Washington Elementary School District, uh, coming out of Arizona Christian University, and and again, and her values remember, are everything that's not Christian, like anything that has to do with that, is far as her values are concerned, which she feel like our values is anything that's not tied to Christianity. <laughs> Like, and that's supposed like to be safe. Everything else. Yeah. It's like over here, there's Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and remind me to come back on something else she said, because it, it's interesting what she 
assumes quite wrongly about a Christian's ability to both love and respect people with whom we disagree. There's something that's very glaring in her presentation that she assumes something about Christians and about Christianity, that a teacher would be unable to teach, to teach a child who, which this is a whole other topic that we have discussed before on this Mm -hmm. program, but teach a child who is confused about his or her sexuality. It's interesting that the people who are the deviants in culture Mm -hmm perceive themselves to be those who are the most measured and we have the ability to engage with people even if we disagree with them they see themselves very differently it's the cat seeing the lion in the mirror it's like that's not you know what i mean who you are that's actually not your position the position of the christian teacher who at great risk all right um going into the public school system is actually the one going into the hostile environment who has already made up his or her mind that, you know what, I, I know that I'm not welcomed here and I know that I'm going to have to very carefully be who I am as I do the job that I undertake to do. It's the Christian teacher who is actually able to do that, not the secularist. Mm. And by the way, <laughs> this whole idea, and I want to play our second clip. Let me say this one last thing. We'll get back to the cat ear lady, okay? <laughs> cat woman. The cat woman. But that's that's not scary for the kids. <laughs> that's not scary. The Catwoman, okay. Oh man. But but this idea that you know the the Christians the Christians are the ones who don't know how to do the job that they show up to do and are so lost in the clouds trying to proselytize. See that's that's the <laughs> legend of the Christian that our head is so in the clouds that we are, we're, we're just so heavenly minded. All we think about is proselytizing and they keep you feeling guilty about that. Right. While what are they doing? Proselytizing. Like, what are they doing? They're making disciples. <laughs> They're making followers. They're creating the culture that they want to live in. And they are doing that with the very young and the very impressionable, but they will accuse you of doing what they are doing at the moment. Always. And I just right. see that here, uh, this here, someone says neurodivergent means their brain works differently, like autistic or whatever kind of thing like that. Hmm. That's so is that is that a is that a PC way of saying on the autism spectrum? Because I want to be careful if that is a if that, you know, because because PC terminology mm-hmm. is. Is a cell. Yeah, I think what they're trying. Okay. I, I I think the way she's using it is, yeah. I I just <laughs> trying to say I'm different. Look, I wore cat ears. I you know. I want look. I I want to be careful because somebody come back and say Mickey was being unloving, <laughs> and uh, I want I want that to be ascribed rightly to me. Okay, like I you know. <laughs> yeah. I I have no problems being irreverent of the people who don't deserve reverence. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I want to I want to do that accurately. Um, well, we can hear I, from what she says. Like, can, I, can I can I just say in this moment, though, I'm not buying that <laughs> right. for her. <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry. Right. Can I just say I'm not buying that for her? All right. <laughs> um, here's clip two. I want to know how bringing people from an institution that is ingrained in their values that will very directly one impact three of your board members who are a part of the LGBTQ community. We have added our pronouns at the dais as a solid as a 
as solidarity to let our LGBT community know that we stand in making sure that they feel protected? Are we only performing performative solidarity or are we going to dig deep and actually look at the partnerships that we're doing? Because if we're bringing people in whose mission, who have been told with their institution of education that very, very plainly on their website, and you don't have to look hard, you can go on their first site, like the first page, that above all else, it is to influence people to be biblically minded. How does that hold space for people of other faiths? How does that hold space for our members of the LGBT community? How does that hold space for people who think differently and do not have the same beliefs? At some point, we need to get real with ourselves and take a look at who we're making legal contracts with and the message that that is sending to our community. Because that makes me feel like I could not be safe in this, in this school district. That makes other queer kids who are already facing attack from our lawmakers that they could not be safe in this community. So I really want us to think hard about who we're partnering with, deep dive. And I wanna ask the district, is this school value aligned with what we're trying to do and making sure that all of our students feel safe. Well, what about but but what about the Christian students that are in the school? No, district? no, 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 don't worry about but, that. But I mean, are they included in the all? Or what about <laughs> those students? Like, you know, and it's uh, it's amazing like how does that hold? How does that hold that you have because you live in America. Let me tell you how it holds <laughs> that a person is not required to check his or her religious convictions to secure a job in this country. The, the person is not required to check his or her religious conviction to freely move about the country. That's how it holds. That the, the, the way that it holds, and by the way, this whole idea where she's expressing that, and you don't have to go far to see what they believe. No, you really don't, because Arizona Christian University actually tells you. Yes. At least at once it did mean something when you say Christian. Okay. But the the original conviction of the moniker actually tells you what you can expect. Now, what is interesting to me is this, that either she intentionally wants to um, pretend to not understand, or she really does not understand that all of those values are for those who enroll at that school and who are the graduates of that school. Yes, they sign a statement of faith. They are Christian. They have elected to do that. That does not mean that when they go into the schools of their choice as future teachers, that they are going in to make the school that they will enter that university. But like they that, are that's too, on the other side. They yes. want to make and, it. And, 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 <laughs> okay, see? And that's how they filter it. Right. And, and that is the conviction that they feel when they look at children in America in these schools. They see their mission as one of indoctrination. And they see Christians as coming in and, and messing that up. They and don't getting, want that. getting in the way of that. All right. 
We'll open the phone lines on the other side of this break and a little bit more commentary because I just don't feel a <laughs> sense of completion. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. interesting to me that this is a clear display this uh, Washington Elementary School District in Arizona um, it's a clear display to me that there is an attempt to make a private school setting of a public school presentation you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like this Mm -hmm. this idea that we don't want that religious conviction in our schools kind of sounds like a private school doesn't it it's like but but you forget that you're you're a public school right like you're public. <laughs> right. So that means everybody gets to go with their convictions. Everybody gets to show up. Except right. You, you, it, it, repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly, repeatedly. And it's, it's <clears throat> excuse me, in my opinion, it's like a, a willful, willful ignorance. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to think about it. I want to say one other thing here. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom has filed a lawsuit against the Washington Elementary School District for uh, this move to permanently cut ties with the university because, because as stated, because of its religious beliefs. Turns out in this country, you can't do that with impunity. At least that used to be the case. We'll see how this all, how this all turns out. I mean, yeah. think about it. And then let me get the number to open the phone lines. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. The other thing I want to say is that you heard this woman, um, Tamilia Vinalis, Oh, I should have I should have kept it up in front so that I could make sure that I got it right. Her name is Tamilia Valenzuela, Valenzuela. Um, She says we have aligned ourselves with members of this community. Now, I want you to think about in the clip that you heard in the last segment, one of the ways that she says you show your solidarity and you show that you've aligned with this community. She says we have all listed our pronouns. (laughs) Now, that one's for free, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just that's just a nugget of truth. I want to look. I said, <clears throat> excuse me. I said a while back, all these people who think that it's neutral to put their pronouns on things, and you think because, but you say, but no, I'm saying that I'm she, her, and I, it's like no. Actually, what you're doing is validating that that's a choice, that that's an option. You're not, you're not helping. So, so for all the Christians who gave in, or and and God love you. I'm look for some of us, some of us Christians who may have been a part of companies where they forced you to do that. You understand what I'm saying? You felt like threat of losing your job if you didn't, you know. I know that there may be some who fall into that category. But for everyone else who thought, well, see, I'm going to witness by showing I'm I'm a girl and I'm she, her. Actually, no, what you're doing is feeding the beast. <laughs> actually, yes. what, what you're doing is saying mm. you can choose. You actually have, you can, you know. And please also notice that the original intent was expressed in this woman's communication. You show your solidarity by listing your pronouns. Mm-hmm. When you start stating your pronouns and, and you think you're doing a good thing by not doing they, them. And not doing <laughs> zizem. What is that? <clears throat> I, does it matter <laughs> to me? You, well, I mean, but I'm saying no, but, but ha, ha, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't that? know. Like, yeah. I don't even, I, you know, Insane. they're made up Insane. words. They, they are Dr. Seuss 
Noobrush in my toothbrush. (laughs) Zubbard in my cupboard. (laughs) Guys, and we have been so, guys, oh my goodness. We have been so weakened as members of the body of Christ. We were supposed to be the steadfast ones in culture. At any time, at any time, we're supposed to be the steadfast ones in culture. We're supposed to be the ones that point people back to truth. But because we've been so weakened from within, even among our leaders, people saying we need to carve out spaces and we need to, you know, show hospitality. And I understand that there's been a cleanup of that statement, that original statement, but that that does damage before the cleanup even happens. Mm. You understand? Because it causes people to doubt their positions. It causes people to doubt their steadfastness. What I'm telling you is because so many Christians have given up ground. So much ground has been lost. And for for the empowered left, for the empowered left. To have in many cases, you know, it seems like a stranglehold on our children because it does rob them of their life. It does rob them of their innocence. You know, this is we cannot ignore that the reason they have gotten such a grip on mm-hmm. our children, on their minds, and on their hearts is because we've abdicated our roles. We've kind of taken a step back and That's said, right. you know, I don't I don't really have much to say there because the culture is changing so much and I don't want to get it wrong. Right. Well, look, you got to show up with the truth because the truth does not change. Come on. It doesn't matter Amen. how much the culture changes. You know, you're saying, and, and we get caught up into being controlled by the words, right? And 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 all of these these things, which, and I showed a little bit of what that looks like when you present it with terms like neurodivergent. <laughs> and you and you've got to kind of like, okay, because I know we don't. What are we saying now, right? Because we've been we've been policed so much. Well, sometimes you just got to take the risk and and then, you know, people can send me messages and and say that that's hateful. But sometimes you just got to take the risk and say, you strike me as as slightly off, you know, and and I don't mean that in the ways that historically we've meant that. I mean that in the way that you're trying to present it. You show up, you're wearing cat ears. Come on. You want to celebrate being off. Right. You want to normalize being off. And then give that a, a neat term that everybody's supposed to respect and say, oh, we've carved out spaces. If your description is a bilingual, disabled, neurodivergent, queer, black, Latina, you're just trying to check all of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Intersectionality like points. Intersectionality points. So really what you're trying to do, this woman, what she's trying to, to listen do, to me. That's what put herself saying. in a place exactly. where everyone has to listen to her. Yep. Put herself in a place where then no one can respond to her. So everyone right. is forced to listen and no one can respond. Why? Because protected. Because protected. And if you can check the boxes that you... Re- so here's how our culture works. And then I'll go to the phone lines. Here's how our culture works right now, guys. And you don't have to be a hostage to this. <clears throat> I'm just telling you how it works. In fact, you shouldn't be a hostage to this. But here's how it works. So you get people into certain protected boxes where... Only people who are also in that box can respond to them. Right. Because you have to earn the right to speak to a person's lived experience. And the way you do that is by having that same lived experience. So here is how you make yourself untouchable in culture, guys. This is all Marxism. (laughs) This, this, This is critical race theory. This is intersectionality. This is how you make yourself untouchable. You get yourself into as many boxes as you can where you know that it's going to be impossible to find someone who meets all of these boxes. So no one can say anything to me. So so Miki commenting on this story may be able to be in the black box, but she's not Latina (laughs) and she's not queer and she's not disabled, at least as far as she knows. 
right? So can, can she speak to me? She can't. Well, the devil is a liar. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go back to old school church, but the devil is a liar. <laughs> and in my congregation, I grew up and somebody would yell out and a deceiver too. <laughs> so we're going to speak to these issues. Why? Because the safety of our children is at stake. Mm. So we can't just keep saying, and look, and I'm going to say to every Christian teacher, man, you got to show up. Like when these things happen, the conversations need to happen as well. Amen. What does this mean for me? Like these are the kinds of conversations where teachers who are in a public school setting, they need to say, hey, you know what? Can we have a conversation about this? Because seeing these kinds of things happen, even in other school districts, makes me feel unsafe. (laughs) That's what they do, guys. I'm just taking a page from their playbook. They don't have actual problems where they are. But they do try to grab problems from other areas and say, hey, let's have a conversation around this. This makes me feel unsafe. I know it's not in our district now, but I could I could see this coming our way. What are we doing right now to prevent this? Christians, you have a voice while you still have a voice. What are you going to say on this issue? What are parents going to say in the Washington Elementary School District? Yes, Arizona Christian University should file a lawsuit. They have done that with ADF. They should be doing that. But you know what? Parents in the school district should show up and be like, hey, cat ear lady, um, I'm, <laughs> we're Christian. It was comforting for us to know that there were teachers who were coming from Arizona Christian. Now, what are, what are you guys doing now? What are, you're outright telling us that people who have Christian conviction have no place in this school. What does that mean for my child? This is what parents need to do. Guys, if you start to pull the pages out of their playbook, You'll at least show them that you have some boldness. Mm. This is what we should be about. This is what what we should be doing. We should be living faithfully. Look, we don't want to get involved in these tussles with these people, but we live in this country too. And God has blessed us with the freedoms that we have in this country. Not so that we can just boast about them and sing about them one day out of the year. But he has strategically given us these freedoms for the advancing of the gospel. So what are the Christians going to do? There are Christians who had way fewer freedoms and did way more than what we are doing. Why? Because they love not their lives to death. We can't stand to be unfriended. Let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Camelia in Iowa. Hi, Camelia. Hi there. Um, About in 2000, I made the mistake of going back at the age of 40 to get my uh, master's to teach in the public school as a relatively new Christian. And I'm going to tell you that I was a waitress, a bartender. I could sneak drinks all night long if I'd wanted. I was a nightclub performer, singer, could have drunk legally on the job. And the thing that drove me to a pass out drunk in the elementary school in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) the spirit of just the horror show. So I mourn when I hear about people going into public ed. When I told my principal that I was um, leaving this job, making 60 grand to go work at Walmart in the Midwest and, you know, live in a trailer in a campground, she said, take me with you. (laughs) So it's been horrible for a long time. Um, I only, only made it 12 years um, into the, um, in the public school. And um, just, I was raised that ultra liberal, so I, I drank that Kool Aid. And if you guys ever need a translator, I speak liberal. <laughs> you guys are pretty good. You guys are very good at it. But there's a lot of people I, I know you know that don't understand the mind and cannot conceive of it. So I can translate for you. But they, as you say, they do believe that what they believe is right. That they're mm-hmm. they're good and we're bad, and they really do believe that. Mm. And um, there isn't any any. There's no 
there's no talking to them. And I really liked what you said about the fact that the inconceivability of us being able to actually do a job and, you know, let our faith shine through our actions, through our kindness. Right. Um, let people give them a chance to ask a question for That's the reason right. of the hope that lies within us. That we're incapable of doing that mm. is absurd. And then the last point I'll make is I, I caught you on the, the the linguistic issue. And I am a, I speak, I've studied four languages, uh, speak three fluently, was raised by a bilingual college professor. The, uh, the, the language, I've read 1984, the way that we use language, the way that we use words that don't mean what they, what they mean makes mm-hmm. me crazy. And mm-hmm. please, everybody, don't use literally when you mean figuratively. <laughs> I'm literally starving to death. No. No, you're not right. <laughs> Thank you, Camilla. That's very good. No, look, we have this conversation. It's a a kind of a running joke with our kids. We have one kid who gets really excited and says literally for everything. (laughs) Yeah. I literally just, it's like, no, you didn't. Actually, you didn't. Because words do have meaning and it's important that we use those words, especially in the conversations that we're having today. Yeah. Camilla, thank you so much. Will the Great, where do we go next? Go to Shirley in Tennessee. Hi, Shirley. I thank you all for taking my call. I've been teaching almost 24 years public school. And I want you to know, I am like this, and a lot of teachers um, in our age bracket the same. We are who we are. We show up every day. We do the job, and we work with what comes before us. And we are not bowing to the new world order. Come on, girl. I worked with one teacher that got upset because a child in my class told me, hey, I can quote a couple of scriptures. So I said, no, you can't. That child said, yes, I can. And the child quoted it from straight from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow. And the child said, I know a few more. Well, it so excited the other kids that they all went back to uh, this other class that they were in with another teacher who was also working with them. And the teacher got upset saying, oh, there are Muslims in my class and everything else, which there were not. But anyway, uh, to make a long story short, I told her when the teacher was saying to me, you you can't speak those types of things. Or, you know, I said, first of all, the child spoke it. And are you asking me to stop their freedom of speech? Oh, come on now. They are not allowed to say what they want to say. So I welcome all Christian teachers. Tell them to come quote you some scriptures. Tell them to say it. And be proud to that of all that they've learned from the Bible, because there is a way that, uh, you know, you can actually show forth the Lord if they want it to do so, or if the time presents itself or what have you. But I believe in just standing for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Shirley, thank you so much. That is so practical and that is so helpful. I'm going to tell you something, though. I think, Shirley, in the way that you started off your comments, I think it's so important. It's such a challenge for teachers in a secular setting, and it's for Christians in any secular setting, yeah. it's showing up with the will to do it first and foremost. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? It's 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 got to be that you show up and you're, oh, man, music? Okay. Good grief. All right. My goodness. It's got to be that we show up with the will to do it. It's not just um, for our teachers, but it's for all of us who bear the name of Christ. We cannot be ashamed of the one in whom we've placed our trust, Amen. our faith, and our confidence. And look, my goodness, these children are inundated with con- or by conflicting messages every single day, every single day. What are we going to do to stand up and show up for them in the classroom? 
Like that's that's the question. If you are presented right now today with the obvious presentation that you're not welcome to here, um, how do you respond mm-hmm. in practical ways? All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.